Hello there, Internet. Uh, it is Tuesday, and you are listening to The Drunk and the Newsies. Happy Valentine's Day, Internet. Yep. Just Happy Valentine's Day, indeed. Well, when you hear this, it will be long. It will. Since it will no past. longer be Valentine's Day. Not long. Since, well, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. Either. Either way. Know that. Know that. Know that. <laughs> know that. Internet. We love you. Yep. And it's not just because we're obligated to today. <laughs> I'm not obligated to love anybody. Um. I mean, what? Okay. So first off, um, news. We actually have some. For the first time in a while, um, we do. Yeah, we have a bit of news because we let it backlog a little bit. Uh, first thing, um, Kickstarter went live uh, like half a month ago, and as of today, we are almost practically at three hundred. Yeah, we're almost three hundred percent funded. Yeah. and uh, thank you guys, you guys are, for that. That's awesome. You guys are fucking amazing. Yeah, you uh, are the best people. I do not. I did not expect to meet that, nor did I expect to meet our funding goal in the first day or double it in the first week. Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh, damn. So, yeah, uh, rock, rock on, listeners. Um, yep. Yeah, for reals, guys. Uh, I look forward to uh, you know, putting out the. I, I, I look forward to uh, you know putting out a finished product of uh, you know sort of dystopia, and I hope you guys uh, feel as if you get your, you get your money's worth. Nate just looks forward to putting out, really. <laughs> More I mean, often than not, I mean, he is having us all to his house. So yeah, yep. I am, yeah. I'll be hosting you guys for better so part of like a week. on three point five. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> something like that. And um, also, uh, Nate and I recently did a roundtable with Russ Payton of Role Playing Public Radio. Um, yes, and uh, <laughs> um, where Matt talked over me most of the time. No, no, no. I, I thought I was. I thought I was sorry for that. This can't no. stop me when I get in my podcasting voice. Also, also no, listeners, just, when you I, when you listen to that, you can tell when I'm in my podcasting voice because it mostly involves me yelling. It's uh, it's, it's, it's it's perfectly okay. When I had something when I, when I had something that I felt was when I had some sort of point that I felt imperative to to bring up, I brought it up. Yeah. So yeah, um, that'll be in RPPR episode seventy. There's monsters in the school, Tom. Uh, Which is going to be up eventually. Yeah, it'll be up. Sure yeah, it'll be up shortly after we put up this new segment. If not by the time we put up this new segment, um, so you can listen to me and Nate in the la- in the latter half of the episode, um, yelling at Ross Payton about um, murdering about cleaving mailmen in twine, as Ross keeps saying. Um, yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, yeah. Um, and then, uh, well, uh, I guess in less less newsy news, um, less juicy juice, um, we have been playing a lot of uh, Little Fears Nightmare Edition recently. Yes, yes, we have. And the game was actually quite fun. And Nate, I suppose you. I suggested anybody. Yeah, Nate, you can uh, cover this next story, I suppose, because you're most of this next story. Oh yeah. Um, if anyone happens to be interested, uh, I, uh, I I did enter a um, a uh, a scenario writing contest um, for Little Fears. Uh, it's on. It's I mean, you can find the the, uh, the link to it on um, the actual Little Fears website, uh, you know, littlefears.com. Uh, there's a you know there's a, there's a link to the Facebook group where they're hosting the contest. Um, and I, yeah, I did, I did an interesting contest recently, uh, with, uh, you know, a 
a scenario jumpstart that I wrote called Monster Mask. It's, it's as it's, you know, as it's written and and and, and, ho- and hosted up on the uh, on on the contest. It's completely free to use. You guys, if you guys happen to you know want to you know look at that and write something up based on that on that jumpstart or whatnot, or you know use it for you, you use it for your your own devices by all means. Um, we did give it a play test. Uh, it turned out that was fantastic. Yep, brought back all that the characters from game. Mount Pleasant. Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was it was a fun time. Um, we should be posting that playtest up pretty soon, actually. I don't know exactly when. Um, that's really on Matt. He's the yeah. guy that, that edits up these things and posts them. Probably in uh, a couple of probably in a couple weeks from now. Um, yep. And uh, also, I wrote up um, with the help of well, based based on a program that one of my friends wrote. I wrote up a little dice roller program for little fears that automatically you know uh, sorts and totals your top three results and takes care of all of takes care of pretty much all of the maths. Um, you do not have to worry about yes. math ever. Yes, because this does this this files can... files your taxes for you. Yeah, uh, little fears. Uh, I guess Basically. the only. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I was when when you know, when, I, when we were playing, um, well, I, I ran I ran the uh, the first you know two modules for this because what we're doing for this little fears games, we're pretty much playing a you know a campaign of of uh, of modules. Yeah, we're just we're just slapping modules and custom written scenarios together, and then doing a rotating GM thing. Yep. Um, and uh, you know. Um, we're doing it less in the Freda style and more in the style where plot will continue to make sense after 40 sessions. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. God, if we get up to 40 sessions of Little Fears, I'm... I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. No, no. <laughs> That's a lot of Little Fears. That is, that is a lot of Little Fears. It is, that is <laughs> at, that point, a at that point, your characters are unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, at that point, we are the monsters. Yeah. Well, yeah. After forty sessions, you had you you had you got at least enough to buy off all of your negative qualities. <laughs> after forty sessions, we're just playing monsters. <laughs> like we're just we're literally just playing Mauct. Forty times two. Yeah, that'd be. 80 something you can pretty much get uh you can pretty much either buy off all of your negative qualities and then some or you could get 16 plus one bonuses to qualities <laughs> yep after that time because in general you gain about two experience um per you know yeah, per session. session yeah uh it's in general i mean usually you're gonna usually you're gonna you're gonna fail at a short-term goal and then you know get the the base player on point from you know being there and participating. Sam, Sam's character is infinitely close to is ever closer to completing her short term, her long term goal. <laughs> she just yep. literally needs to print out a picture, put it in an envelope, and send it. She just needs like a minute of just spare time to do she this. Needs, yeah, and she needs time that she isn't it's fighting gonna, monsters. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be like I'm 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 I want it to be like the last scene of the of this scenario we're playing is is Jenna sends off a picture to Tommy. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Uh, things that won't make sense to people who aren't us. Whereas, whereas all of my, whereas all of my characters' goals have just been to, to continue to cling to Manda's character. Yep, that's kind of that's kind of all of our goals at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cling to Grim. Manda has once again succeeded at making the ch- most charming character in a game. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. And all of the girls love him. 
Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, uh, during the first couple of uh, modules, I, I ran the first the first two modules, um, both of which are actually found in the uh, Little Fears of Nightmare Edition book and the uh, supplement called um, Among the Missing, which is an amazing supplement for the record. I absolutely love that book. It actually has it uh, actually has rules for NPCs. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it has rules for NPCs, but it also just provides so many plot hooks that are all amazing. Yeah, um, it's, it's a really great song. And anyways, it has anyways. the ghost car. <laughs> <laughs> That's a monster in there. Ghost car is terrible. So is Stranger Danger. Stranger Danger is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but uh, anyways, anyways, um, when, I, when I ran the first couple of, of modules, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty, it was, it was a fun time, and I was able to keep up with the maths a bit. Um, the only thing I really wasn't able to keep up with was the was a. Uh, um, Keeping uh, keeping uh, track of um, uh, passing grades and failing grades. Yep. All that time is three. Once, once, once it was dealing in, uh, you know, how many multiples of three are you over your TN? Or how many multiples of three are you under your TN? That's when I was just like, oh, uh, calculator. <laughs> and then the dice roller fixed that. And then we got a dice roller. But, I mean, uh, that, that, that aside, uh, you know, when it was just rolling standard, you know, just D6s and... and D6s and picking out your three best rolls and all that jazz. Um, when we're just doing that, it was still it was still fun. Oh yeah, I mean it was still great. Um, we still we still had a uh, still had great fun. It wasn't the, the maths weren't too much. The only reason that the uh, the dice roller is so super helpful to me is because I'm completely inept at math. Well, I have a I have a degree in engineering, and the and the math in this game is difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree in English. The math in any game is difficult for me. Admittedly, when you get to math and an engineering degree, you're using a calculator for most of it. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, all things to the math isn't that that hard. It's just yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's just a lot of it's, it's a lot of simple arithmetic. And yeah, d six is exploded infinitely, and you just pretty much yeah. It is it is seven c. Just track of you just pretty much remember your your simple multiplication table. Yep. <laughs> like oh yeah, you know how to multiply things by three okay or you know the multiple of three yep um, it's a fairly easy thing to remember it's just it's also especially useful because the scenario that i wrote has so many monsters in it yes yes it does we have been doing nothing but slaying monsters and it is epic yes but so we got a couple of questions just, i was gonna say matt at one point at one point i tried to fight less monsters and then you had me fight more i don't remember well yeah well well, yeah, you did. You did climb up the tower. I was like, I could just skip all the monsters. You could, yeah, you I'm could, you could definitely go to the go to the go to the last level in the game. Certainly, certainly, you're not going to be underprepared for that. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, let's get to questions then, I suppose. Um, so the first one is mostly directed at Nate. Um, and let me just read through this because it is a long one from our good friend Clace. Um Good friend, Clace. Very, very good our friend, Clace. Good, our equally good and Swedish friend. I can't read to read Sword Please. Dystopia. I haven't been able to play the game in ages, but I have kept collecting and reading them. And the games I tend, I, I like, I tend to make characters sometimes on paper, otherwise just in my mind. That usually involves quite a lot of research, as most of the time I want to figure out why something specific would influence a person. Then I devise scenarios or situations in which I try and figure out wh- how that made a person would react. Anyway, this all means I can't wait to start making characters and do a little bit of solo play in your world. What do you think about balance, then? 
Is it something you strive for often? I am wondering because I myself like to make flawed characters and I find them a lot more interesting to play. Like the more recent MAOCT character I made, and the, actually the one I kind of play along with the Frida setting with. She only has a feast set of one because she has a spinal defect which requires her to use leg braces and crutches. Is the flaws that people make uh, the is the flaws that makes people interesting to me? Flawed and strange are what I do. Even if the characters are good at something, it is always balanced by flaws. Nay, you hate characters with flaws, don't you? You just never do that ever. Uh, no, never, never. I never, I never, I never uh, play. You're characters you're, you're all about optimizing your numbers. Yep. Make sure your numbers um, are higher than the other ones. No, uh, I as far as you know, balance goes, I. I'm almost completely imbalanced in that I play characters who are themselves mechanically completely useless. Or mechanically the most fun for me to play. Or mechanically the most useful in the case of uh, Nausicaa. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so. Um, <laughs> look, there's a difference between playing 40k and playing another game. When you're, when you're when you're playing 40k, you can't not min max, really. I just like that you made it. That's what the game is. What, what was the it's character the, you it's, made? It's, it's a game of of being ta- as tactically efficient as possible, and there's only one way to be tactically efficient. What was the character you made in that Space Marine campaign? It wasn't Space Marines. It was a uh, it was um, Rogue Trader. I made a I made a guy named uh, Titus Marcellus. He was no, meant, also quite min max. I meant the psyker could, that you made. Oh, oh, that wasn't Rogue Trader. That was um Rogue Trader or, or, or that, it was a. Uh, it was a librarian psyker or whatever. The, yeah, the uh, woman. Black Crusade. I made a, I made a character. Uh, but the thing is, is, is like, the thing is, is, I mean, again, when it comes to when it comes to the 40k RPGs, um, because and, there, and here's here's the reason why the game is min maxing because the characters you play as all the, all the classes and whatnot are badasses by default. Oh yeah, well, I mean it's it's 40k. It's it's as yeah, grim I just, dark I, as possible. I just like I just like the way that you that you made the the school teacher character or whatever oh, that yeah. you managed to uh, make her seem useless but still min max as fuck. Um. Yeah, well the thing is is I made a I made a, a cyber character in Black Crusade for this for this Black Crusade campaign that I was playing with a bunch of my friends that never really got that far off the ground unfortunately. I mean, it was a great time though um, for what it was, uh, but uh, she. She was a passive psyker, and as much uh, I played it, I played it up as if she had psyker powers and whatnot, and she was just she was just a regular school teacher who was a passive psyker and was found out and was taken aboard an inquisitor ship, um, and now she's traveling with these these band of uh, these band of uh, outlaws across the galaxy. Um, all these guys—it's—it's it's a really funny event too because it's all these these guys these 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 guys are like eight feet tall, half a ton. Chew through steel um, cable. Yeah, they can chew through steel. Every, every every single every every single person around her is like is like this, and they're talking about all these wars they've gone and fought, and she's just like, um, well, I I taught. I just like I know I just I just like they're talking about they're talking about all the wars they fought and she pulls a cigar out of her mouth it's like you don't know how to talk kindergarten <laughs> third graders I'll never go back well no it actually it actually happened uh, in game she was like um there was this one time when uh, there's there was a, a, a the schoolyard brawl happened a few kids got piled up while they were fighting and we had to. I had to go pull them off each other. I got a little bruised up there, uh, and they're like, "Yeah, that's that's great." Back to wars, and then she just kind of sighed. Yeah, 
in 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 pouted a little. Um, but uh, so uh, she yeah she's a passive psyker. She's uh, she's min maxed as as hell because you know you do in forty k. Um, but uh, her willpower basically is is super high. But she doesn't actually actively or consciously attempt to use psycho powers. She just curls up a, curls up in a ball and 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 uh, and pleads with someone to not kill them, not to, yeah. not to not kill her. And that person proceeds to not kill her because she has delude. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. <laughs> I remember specifically you're saying in combat she'll run behind somebody, use them as cover, and beg for them not to shoot at her, and they won't shoot at her, and by proxy they won't shoot at the person she's taking cover behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how, that's how it works. It's a, it's it's, it's funny how, how how I actually got that got to work. Um, but anyways, anyways, uh, as far as far as balance goes, I, I, outside of of games like 40k, um, I tend to play up flaws as much as I possibly can. And I just traditionally make just really flawed and broken people and play them. And really, my entire kind of one of the kind of the, the major goal, if it's a campaign. Uh, if it's a campaign, I, I, I tend to play a, uh, a more broken character. Um, not broken mechanically, but broken emotionally, or physically for that matter. Um, and really the, the entire goal of mine for the, throughout the campaign is just to see them get better. Yeah, that they will um, grow and develop as a person and get over whatever broke them. Yeah, uh, and that to me is extremely fun. Um, but there are also times where I've played characters that were mechanically broken, um, and then I proceeded to have them physically broken for example daniel carrington um he had far too many dice so he gets stabbed in the chest he still has he has a still lot has just as many dice well no he actually had he actually has scar damage yeah. he took he took I know, scars. yeah he took he took a he took a he took a scar so instead of you know having uh 15 dice he now has 14 but i mean melee still has 50 <laughs> but melee never i think you damage. need to feed gunny no that's not gunny no that's my cat she's Yelling at me from from, her, from my bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, melee really ever takes damage. I know. Yeah, damage. I recall the one time I tried to damage her, and it's like, nope, Daniel gets hit instead. Um, I spited you. You were trying. You're 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 aiming for the monster. Yeah. Do you? Congratulations. You cut spite. off your own nose to spite your face. Well done. Yep. No. No. I, I I'm I'm okay to do this. Yeah. No. Can, yeah. I was gonna, I, uh, just going to say, stuff. yeah, you, yeah, um, uh, and also, and also, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if Daniel takes damage, that doesn't really affect his combat capabilities because of the fact that all of his damage comes from melee. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, no, Matt, I once, I, I, I once had sinus problems so bad that I that I was sick for a full month, and then when given the opportunity to have someone to have, to have someone shove a uh, yeah, no, yeah, to, uh, to do do a test where they shoved a, a probe into your sinuses, very yeah. Painful my nose to you know mess with my sinus cavity i heard that this is going to hurt your sinuses and i, and I, and I decided then my sinuses were no longer part of me and they were a person and this probe was going to punch them in the face it was spite that's that's that's, that's very mentally healthy nate you definitely have no problems in your head <laughs> no not at all no. um so but uh yeah also in, in games like uh i'll have our I'll, I'll i'll tend to take as many, I'll, I'll, I'll maximize the points you get back from flaws, and then spend on frivolous things. Yeah, like and yeah, like the flaws. Like your character that has has the lowest level of nobility in the in that campaign we played half a session of. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess one session, kind of. We played half a module, um, and I just I love yeah. I love that character so much, just because like 
it doesn't matter what anybody else is talking about. He'll just bring the entire conversation down. <laughs> that, that that's the fastest way I've defined Nate's character, uh, Yaden Holt. Is just like you know, it's just he's that guy in the office. It's like oh, it's Friday and I just got paid. There are children starving in Africa. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, well, what were they talking about? They're like they're like yeah, boats are wonderful. I have never been on a boat before for anything, uh, anything but for. Vaughn is not wonderful. Thanks, Aiden Hulse. You're a wonderful guy. Yep. <laughs> um, you and a crazy eight foot tall German man. So, uh, and then I guess uh, Clay's question goes on to: Do you have any especially memorable characters? Uh, especially memorable characters. Um. Well. Uh, Daniel will always have a, have a special place in my heart. Yep. I, th- I think I think really Daniel and Emma really have, have, have special places in my heart. Partly because they're my most broken characters. They're they're the as far as just character wise goes. I mean mechanically they're not really so much anymore. But uh, I mean they're just broken people. They're the most broken people. And to playing them really is probably the best example of, of me playing someone trying to me, me playing someone trying to get better or hoping or, or myself as a player hoping that they'll get better at some point. Elsewise, they're just going to die early. Yeah, you have, you, you cover both sides of the spectrum, and well, you cover both sides of the spectrum with those two characters. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there's uh, there, there's two characters, the ones that the one the ones that I play that uh, you know. I'll always enjoy playing, no matter the circumstances. I mean, I have a lot of memories with them. Yeah, well, there's a reason you decided you wanted to. There's a reason you decided you wanted to play them twice, um, or bring them back, basically. Well, not sort of. I never really played them much in the you know first place, the original incarnation. There, I never played them in the way that I play them here. Yeah, well, I figured I mean, as much. I figured that much. Um, Really, really playing like the fact the fact that they're that they're just reinvented characters from from like uh, some older concepts uh, really comes less from the fact that I'm I mean I, I tend not to like to reinvent or or, or just like completely not reinvent but I, I do like to reinvent and recycle but um, the fact that, uh, that they're just really close very very closely resembling just kind of a fluke I really don't like to do that. When I make when I play our characters, I like to I like to make you know new unique things. Mm-hmm. Um, that is unique compared to the other stuff that I've done. Um, but uh, when with the case of Daniel, Daniel was the first character I played for an actual Skype game, for an actual RPG where I was going to be talking and not typing things. Or oh, an actual RPG where you're going to be talking and not fighting an endless slew of monsters in a dungeon. Well, no, I'm actually be talking <laughs> like on Skype. And not typing. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the first RPGs that I played were all text. Um, Road Trip was the first actual. Uh, well, I thought there was the dungeon crawl that uh, James did. That wasn't done via Skype. That was done in a chat room. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought that was done. I thought no, that was, no, I thought that was done was, live. Okay. No, Road Trip was the first live Skype game I ever did. Okay. Um, and uh, so in that case, it was just it was like, oh, here's this character that I know I can play real that, that that I can probably improv stuff for really easily. I'll just do that because I was really not confident. Um, and then Emma was—I had like two minutes to think of a character. <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind. Yep. 
but otherwise, I really don't have any other characters that are, that are so closely similar to anything I've done before. So, uh, also, the character that uh, Clay is describing is actually not the first time I've heard of somebody um, making a paraplegic in a uh, in Monster the Childish Things. Oh, that yeah. uh, that was that the actually like one of the really early games I ran um, for Nerdbound, which is actually included with the ransom rewards. Um, somebody actually, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the, I think it was Marcus was the name of the character who was an aspiring basketball player who actually lost use of his legs in a car crash. I don't know why, but for some reason that player put, gave that, gave that character two in feet. Um, cause he had two feet, I, I guess. Um, and I, yeah, that was, it was kind of a, the, I mean the the the, wheel, the fact that he was in a wheelchair didn't actually come up a whole lot in the game. It was just kind of a, it was an interesting point or an interesting backstory thing that I uh, wasn't quite expecting. Um, yeah, it was very well. It was it was definitely a thing. That's what I can say about it. Um, I'd also considered playing a character in Monsters that was that was crippled in some way. Yeah, that was she was missing um, a leg, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've thought of other other character possible possibilities that would be like that. Um, haven't done anything regarding that. We haven't played any other any other uh, you know one offs where we use new characters for a while. So haven't had haven't had an opportunity to use any new characters. Um, but I would probably what, what I'm probably going to end up doing is uh, is um, willingly giving them zero points, like zero dice and something. Yeah. Because yeah, know, why not? yeah, I could see that. Um, well, you, don't, you, don't, you, you ain't got no legs. You can't walk. <laughs> why do you have points and feet? Get out of here. Put those points in hand. <laughs> the drunk and the newsies, where Nate turns into a crazy drill sergeant. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so know. if there's not a lot else to say on that, uh, Luffy three sixteen has a couple of questions, um, which were actually on our last newsies back in January. Um, so let's see. If you were able to have your own monster foregoing the general age limit or rules with them, from which monster from the podcast would you pick? Could be from Frida's Road Trip or any of the one shots. So foregoing the general rules for well, them. Well, the, the general, the fact that you can't actually bond with them if you're over eighteen. Oh, gotcha. Which is a thing we discuss in our roundtable with Ross. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, so let's see. So I guess let's just outline all the monsters that we have from that we have. Um, we have. We can't do that, Matt. We have we have Condor. We have uh, we have Condor, Odin. Dead Odin, um, Hammerstein. I choose Hammerstein. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> There's my answer. I would pick Hammerstein. Um. <laughs> oh, characters that have not been introduced yet. Um. But yeah. Uh. We. Yeah. Um. And I guess if we're gonna go through those. Um. We're gonna go to if we're gonna go to those then uh yeah uh shoddy shoddy McKean definitely the time and space bending rabbit who also shows up in one of the contributor games um in him in a much more powerful and broken form <laughs> <laughs> he proceeds to solve an entire investigation entire murder investigation by jumping back in time to the night of the crime <laughs> and just watching yep. Ross actually did a pretty good job balancing that all the same. Um, so let's see. Uh, Nate, what about you? Can you pick anybody? I don't... Would you be friends with Kageko or Void? I <laughs> want to pick someone that... Like, a monster that isn't one of my own. Billy Spearshaker? Oh, Billy Spearshaker would probably... 
Uh, he, uh, uh, listeners don't know about him yet, though. Yeah. Well, it'd we're be, all it'd be toss up. <laughs> it'd be a toss up between Billy Billy Spearshaker or Miss Billy Spearshaker. Billy, Billy Billy Spearshaker is, of course, a cowboy made entirely of Shakespearean <laughs> texts that attacks. No, no, he's he's a cowboy made out of paper, of from Shakespearean texts that shouts speaks only in shakespeare quotes or near as enough as i can make it happen um and all of his yeah one of his powers is detect engines (laughs) (laughs) one of them is uh my horse a a horse a horse my kingdom for a horse useful noble steed yeah and he i remember i remember because i was running that game um that he attacks some he attacks and defeats something and oh no oh and lo it is strong with the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune um yep yeah, Billy Spearshaker is pretty awesome. It would be, it'll be a toss-up between uh, Billy Spearshaker and... Um, and Leadbot. Everybody wants to be friends with Leadbot. Oh, I forgot about Leadbot. Leadbot is the best. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, Okay, let's, let's, say, let's say it's a toss-up. Uh, let's say uh, us, amongst all the monsters... Because I, I, can't, I can't really pick just one. Prince Boss. Prince Boss. <sighs> this is what you do to me, Matt. You make me choose these things. You can go, now it's a toss-up between four. You can't pick. Well, for the sake for the sake of time, uh, just the first one that comes to mind, ready, go. Uh, I, I, you made me. Pink. You gave me time to think. Pink. <laughs> uh, in all honesty, Leadbot was the first one that came to mind when this question first came up. Yeah, Leadbot's pretty great. I like him. When, I wouldn't when, ask him when, ever when to do ask, anything. When you asked, then the first thing that came to mind, Pink was the first one. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. I yeah no he has shown up he has he showed up at the end of at the end of the of the road trip season. Yep. Pink was pink is a he's a he's a amazing man. Beautiful man. <laughs> okay. Um. So two. I recently read the road trip rule book and noticed not only in the recap segment of Sunnyvale but in the rules itself Zoltron magic doesn't affect the Red Ranger's katana. I read the chapter and don't find any reason why. Do you ever address this or is it in the book and I'm a dumbass? Um. Well, spoilers here. Um, it never exactly says why. It says Zoltron uses the ritual, and it doesn't affect the Red Ranger, and it only all it does is cause him to go crazy. Um, it causes him to go crazy and kill Zoltron, and that's all it says in the book. Um, if you have questions about huh. if you have questions about a book written by Ross Payton, perhaps you should ask them to him. Um, he can be found at slangdesign.com/rppbr. <laughs> you just say like role playing Pabs Blue Ribbon. No, I said RPPR. I said RPPBR. No, I didn't. <laughs> I rolled anyway, shut up. Tape. Okay. Um, have any of the players in the road trip read the rulebook for the setting? And is there any deal issue dealing with the metagaming they have? Um, they haven't read the book for the setting. Um, so there's, or I mean, some of them have listened to the APs, but I have never had any issues with metagaming. Um, if somebody knows part of the plot, they just tend to sit back and just play a character and have fun with it. Uh, yeah. And even though they haven't read any of the parts of the setting, everybody has managed to add the road trip setting to the canon somehow. And by everybody, I mean Nate. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, all things considered, it's really easy to do. I make it a habit of being as vague as possible. Yeah. Let's see. And... Like, like, oh, uh, does... 
here's a thing that's happening. Some crazy magic voodoo shit's going on. I wonder if a crazy cult wants it. Uh, yeah, no, that was the thing. That, that's yeah, pretty that's, how to write that's, a that's the thing. Well, see, the funny thing is, is that's basically how you write Call of Cthulhu. Also, I know, which, which is, is funny because that's what Ross will unabashedly admit that he based Road Trip on <laughs> was the mask yes. of Marlothotep. <laughs> Because yep. it's just like, oh man, cults doing things around the world. You gotta go follow them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, so whenever, whenever I whenever I do things like that, where really, you know, it's like, oh, adding something to the road trip canon, <laughs> then it's just a matter of, oh, he's this crazy mad stuff happening, and there's a cult. Stop the cult. Stop the cult. Yep, that's why it's so wonderful. Um, and then before we wrap it up, uh, our, our good friend David writes in to say, looks like you guys don't have any problems getting money. That's the cat's palm just. Thank you, David. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Thank you indeed. Thanks for listening. Yep. Uh, it will be, thanks for contributing. If you've contributed, yeah. if you haven't contribute because the stuff yeah. you can get is awesome. We're going to be running some awesome, awesome yeah. games for you. I'm playtesting one of I'm playtesting the Call of Cthulhu game I'm planning on running tonight, um, which will be posted after the Skype games get played, so nobody gets spoiled of anything. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to yeah. be awesome. And then I am. Should, oh, should we should we tell them like what the what the uh, games we have? Uh, well, I think I think most of most of Sam's just needs you just need to know it's Call of Cthulhu and you know everything. Um, and it's and it's me. <laughs> just for for those of you who want to play in a Call of Cthulhu game run by me, just. All I'm gonna say is you're gonna get your money's worth. Just, just yeah, just listen to when Sam runs monsters and yeah, you'll when when he runs a, when he runs a game that's less horrible when that's less horror. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, no, they're always they're always enjoyable, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna end up running a uh, I'm actually gonna run Little Fears. Yeah, Little Fears Nightmare. It's odd because it's a, it's a it's a contributor game for my RPG, and I'm not even running my RPG. That's but, fine. Yeah, Ross you know. has never run any of his RPGs in any in any Kickstarters that he's ever done for them. Well, then I I feel even less bad about yep. that. Nevertheless, um, I'll be running a Little Fears game actually set in the Frida's canon. Yep, actually set in the Frida's where, house, right? Yeah, actually set, actually set in Frida's house, where you know you'll basically, you know, those of you that are playing will be making kids between the ages of six and twelve that will go on an adventure. Go on a, yeah. Set set in the set in actually set in Frida's canon. Um, you poor, and, poor uh, bastards. <laughs> may, and it will very well alter you know plot details and Frida's later more than likely um, you might get to meet some of the characters might, yeah you might get meet, meet, meet some of those guys you know it's all just oh man um, you get to have that's, 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 make believe um <laughs> that's 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 i mean that's, that's all that's all secondary all, all, all that matters is that i won't be running little fear and then in deference to nate i am running monster i'm running a monster of childish things game that i'm still writing and will play test soon um that is not in the Frida's canon at all <laughs> um Unbelievably, I know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a terrible person, and don't 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 share the the one universe concept that Nate has. Um, and just before hey. we wrap this up, uh, I feel like I should shout out to all of our backers. Um, so thanks in order: Clay uh, Svensson, uh, UC uh, Milliuma. I'm sorry, I ruined that name. Uh, Lusek, Joshua Chichester, Chichester, 
Uh, Travis. Chai Chester, yeah. probably. Travis Gask, David West, Tom Jones, uh, Brian Cooksey, Sean Henderson. That name sounds familiar. Um, Brett Easterbrook. What a douche. <laughs> Brett Easterbrook. No, we'll take it back. I love you, Sean. Uh, Eileen Laboon, Ian Alley Sals, James Inners, Ian V, Cody Markle, Daniel Allen Burrow, Philip Bailey, Kevin Lance, Ken Karakaya, uh, Shannon, Daniel Abigail, Psychohazard, and David Morgan Kirkpatrick. If your name was just read, know that you are awesome, and we love you from the very bottoms of our cold black yes hearts. we love i love you from yes. i love i have a love for you deep in the cockles of my heart perhaps even in the subcockle region subcockle man that's 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 uh that's pretty deep right I there know. that's a big commitment yeah this listeners know that if yes. you ever need a, a subcockle donated i have it let's get the shit out of here wonderful uh yeah good night internet have a good night, tomorrow good night, good night internet, internet.